Yeah, so it is so funny how how it all works. But um, the last question I sort of had for you because we've been rolling on for a bit. But um, what has maintained the the dialects in Great Britain in the age of the internet? You know, well, following the telegraph, as soon as you had TV and everything like that, and there's a lot of mixing of dialects, and you're getting exposed from everywhere. What's maintained the the diversity of dialects that you have in such a small island? I think they've been leveled to quite a large extent because I think a hundred or so years ago there's there there was probably a lot less mutual intelligibility between dialects partly because people weren't hearing each other's dialects as much and partly because they genuinely just were quite different from each other um but recently like I mean linguistic influence often happens as a kind of spread out from central points so there are kind of waves out from for example from London you know there are kind of waves of influence that spread out um, and I think that's that's definitely happened between my granddad's generation, my dad's generation, and my my generation. There, there's been, you know, people just like ignoring Scotland because I think, like, I can't. <laughs> they're just <laughs> off in their own bloody world. But I think within England, like the kind of fringe dialects, like Cornish dialects and and Welsh English speaking Welsh dialects and Cumbrian dialects and Yorkshire dialects Geordie dialects and things like that mm-hmm. have seem to be the last ones who haven't quite been fully impacted by this recent wave of sort of London or, or at least southeastern dialects because like in a lot of the north of England until relatively recently for example the, the vowels in stone and um name were monophthongs so stone was something like stone depending where you were name was something like name mm-hmm. and that's the that that kind of thing still exists in in cumbrian people of my generation that i've met at university still still have those kinds of vowel qualities people in, in yorkshire have those kinds of vowel qualities the people in newcastle are, are doing their own bloody thing um Can you impersonate their in, accent or <laughs> <laughs> stone <laughs> Niam, no, but people in, like for example, Manchester, where those those vowels would have been monophthongal until quite recently. People of my age in Manchester pronounce them as diphthongs now because of uh... this wave of London influence, and it's it's something that's I think like I think there has been a big leveling. I think there'll continue to be a big leveling, unless maybe there's some weird movement to preserve regional dialect or something, which. Do you think it's something that should actively be preserved or do you think you just sort of let it go the way of the dodo because language is language and it's really there for a purpose, which is communication, not necessarily as a uh, social badge? I think it's interesting to, like, as from a linguistic perspective, like, it's just interesting to record it. Like, I would like if there was more diversity just because it would be more interesting from a linguistic perspective. Um, it, it would be cool to kind of... And I think I think people would see value in their being and they're having their having their own local identity. I hope it wouldn't cause too much kind of in group out group kind of aggression. I don't, I don't see why it, it would, but it would, it would be nice if they were preserved, but if people don't want to preserve them, then they won't be preserved. That's the thing. Like if, if people don't see it as important, then it won't, then it's, it's, I tend to be surprised that it's just... held on for so long, right? Because you would imagine that yeah, yeah. it's still, I think it must still be a big thing in Britain for your accent says something about who you are, where you're from. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's something that you can show 
you know, straight away. So you can either lose it if you, if you don't want it, but if you are yeah, proud of yeah. where you're from and, and, and um, want people to know that there's, that's a reason you might conserve it, I guess, too, especially if you, you grow up in a small community for the first 10 years of your life and that's kind of solidifies. And then only later do you start traveling around. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start, I suppose, tailoring your, tailoring your accent to whatever's convenient, I suppose, because yeah, like it's, as you say, it's a tool for communication. It's a tool for expressing who you are and you might not want to be a certain person. Like if, if people in a certain area just don't want that aspect of their identity anymore, then I think it's, it's their right to kind of, to kind of shed it. But well, I think it's, wrong it's interesting it hasn't happened more with, say, Manchester, <coughs> the Manchester accent or the Newcastle accent or Liverpool, where, uh, for those who don't know, I guess they have the kind of stigma of being a lower class, working class um, yeah, yeah. cities in, in Great Britain as opposed to somewhere like London where you would have more received pronunciation, you know, the posh accent. And so you would imagine if it was going to happen, those would be the first places to be like, all right, well, we can just change our accent and now we yeah. don't have the negative... Yeah association with um being from these areas or whatever yeah but I, it's an interesting one actually like because as you said like scouse accents and geordie accents have been preserved very very well mm. mancunian accents, i think maybe less well but still very still very well i think it might it might kind of be that they're they are in some sense their own cultural centers in the way in the same way that london is so yeah. they probably have yeah. like i know scouse has influenced surrounding like Merseyside and we're all dialects and there's there are there are people in northern Wales, northeast uh, northeastern Wales that speak with what are basically Scouse accents. Really? Just from that influence. And it's clearly something that's come from the city because a lot of features of Scouse are very obviously Irish sort of come from Irish features like Lenition and things like that, certain vowel qualities, which which comes from migration to Liverpool. So it's clearly a, an outward wave that's spread. I don't know much about that in terms of Manchester or um, I think Newcastle pretty much just that's just a, a variation of the northeastern kind of dialect continuum I don't know that that's like a wave dialect wave of influence situation but yeah I, I, it might it might just be because they're their own kind of centers of influence but I, I don't really know what makes something a center of influence so I don't know if that's meaningful I don't know